0: what's up everybody hello and welcome to another episode of the week in crime and policing with mayo and meso uh, my name is mark de mayo. this is my partner angel masonette and we are retired nypd detectives and we're here to talk about the week in crime crime stories that made headline news this past week but before we do i always like to check in with angel and see how his week was how was your week angel <laughs>
1: Hello, Mark and everyone in the chat how are you today uh, my week was good um weekend was good had some company over you know work is busy all the holiday parties are starting those are um, good
0: nothing, yeah, like a, everything is nothing like nothing like NYPD parties though
1: well listen ugh, I don't even want to go there but um those were, yeah
0: those are some good parties man.
1: I don't remember them. That's what makes it <laughs> <me> so good. <laughs> Did you ever go
0: to the one that was in Manhattan Criminal Court, Manhattan Supreme mm, Court? No. The ADA a big party? Big,
1: no, I was in a big wig. I couldn't. I was. I was never invited to those.
0: Well, I was in the warrant squad, and we were always returning people to court. I think that's when I I would get the opportunity to go. And you no, know, was, you, you make friends ahead. with uh, some of the ADAs, and you make friends with some of the court officers, and you get invited. That's a good party, man.
1: Hold on a second. Go ahead. What do we always tell the rookies? The first thing about the district attorneys.
0: What? Don't fraternize?
1: They are not your friends. So you don't call them your friends. You don't say you make friends with the district attorneys. They're acquaintances. Mm -hmm. And I was busy locking up bad guys and getting into shootings. I didn't have time to go mingle with all the freaking attorneys and the court officers and go have a good time at their parties.
0: Well, you missed out then. (laughs) <laughs> it was some good parties they used to do it right in supreme court right there on um i guess that center street that supreme court building on the corner and when you'd walk in there the party would start actually early probably like five o'clock six o'clock and you'd walk in and it's still it's like barely getting dark outside nobody shut the lights off in the building
1: mm.
0: and they there's people dancing already you are oh, like yeah. how, how could you dance in You know, with just the lights on. It was like just dancing like in your. And then you see there would be big barrels of beer. The open bar, like everywhere you look, another bar. And then before you know it, you're dancing on the dance floor and uh, it's fully lit and it doesn't bother you at all. Wow. And if you're lucky enough, you can get a tour of the courts, uh, uh, the the judges chambers and stuff like that by a very attractive court officer.
1: I never went to Man. Manhattan Central Booking other than to lodge out from the Bronx, or oh, when I was in the squad, I went a couple of times because they. But um, no, never had any interest. Sounds like fun, it. though.
0: Oh, it was great. Other than the the best party of all time is the Manhattan Listen, North. Manhattan North and Arcata Christmas party is the best party of all time.
1: I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to someone who rises and sleeps under the blanket of protection which I provide. And in questions the manner in which I provided, I'd much rather you said thank you and than go on your.
0: <laughs> Somebody, how long did it take you to learn that monologue from? I uh, have watched a that few movie. Go, a few good men. I, I watched I, that
1: movie a million times at least, and we can't call it a few good men anymore. It has to be called a few good day them or he him. It can't be called a few good men. It's offensive.
0: All right. Well. um, I I think that's one of the things I wanted to shoot, like, because you can shoot that if you put a court scene background, it's a mm-hmm. monologue. You can use that for the monologue audition, Let's and do it. um, it's a good scene to do. I'm a little bit um that in Kramer versus Kramer is another great one courtroom oh, monologue.
1: Justin Hoffman and Meryl Streep.
0: Where does it say that a woman is a better child caregiver than a man, and it just goes on and on. Yeah. that's a that's yeah. a powerful powerful uh, if you've never seen kramer versus kramer if you're too young to remember that's dustin hoffman and um
1: i just said, streep no at their
0: be- at their best at their youngest at their best and she i don't, the way she plays that character who is a despicable human being in the beginning of the movie just somebody who abandons her husband and child um it's it's really it's a great it's a great great movie Anyway, um, you had a big victory yesterday, your Dallas Cowboys.
1: I did. They showed up in the third quarter and scored 30-something unanswered points. I was very happy. The uh, Giants um, uh, tied with the Redskins, and um, I put on my social media that a tie is like kissing your sister. So um, (laughs) they tied. Uh, Your Jets gave a valiant effort but came up short. Yeah man
0: we had plenty plenty of opportunities to win that game. They played good, the defense played good. In the end, once again it was the or- offense that held them back. It wasn't from turnovers, it was just cuz we couldn't get in the end zone. We had like 6 uh, 25 field goal attempts, uh, field goals that we hit. Um but and in Didn't the end we the had deal. we had 8 opportunities at the goal line to get in, and we couldn't see it. We couldn't get it in. It was bad so they going to I'm gonna give a sh- shout, shout out. Bad play You run up the middle. You're two yards away. You got to yeah, offensive exactly. line has to open up bad, that hole for you. Otherwise, what are we talking about right now? Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, what did I do? Um, did I have anything this week worth bragging about? No. Um, next week, I'm going to be going to. Los Angeles to go look for, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas to go look for an apartment or a house. I say? Why
1: were you going to Los Angeles?
0: And I'm going to be leaving on Saturday. I'm going to be there Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I think we're going to push the show back to Thursday of next week. Or maybe I might have to skip next week. I have to look at my schedule. But do me a favor. Don't make
1: plans with my time. You're not asking me. Okay. We're not there yet. Don't, don't gonna, assume this, that you're going to move it to Thursday because maybe I I'm going to the barbershop Thursday.
0: I know, but I, you know what it is? I love the people that tune into this show. especially ones who Tune into the chat. So I feel like uh, I'm going to miss them if I go too long without them. Mm, okay. Speaking of the people in the chat, let's say hello.
1: Speaking. Good segue, Mark. <laughs> Ruth you know, and Griffin.
0: You missed Heather whatever.
1: Hold on a second. I'm starting from the, according to, I'm at the top.
0: I'm at the top and to the Heather whatever was first.
1: At zero four forty seven p.m., which is. Incorrect by the way. It's supposed to be sixteen forty. 1640, wait, sixteen forty-seven. Uh-huh. We thank Griffin. We got Little Mermaid. Hello, Louisa. How you doing? Thanks for the support all the time. K. H. Walker. Jojo. Uh, Milwaukee civilian. Early show getting me in trouble. I had to tell my boss I'm watching a law enforcement seminar. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Milwaukee civilian. The wise guy. <laughs> uh, who else we got? Peter Pranzo. What's up, LT? Welcome, Hi, Louisa. So, Scott Astrology. Wagner.
0: The Rose of Spanish Harlem has joined us. Hi, Scott Wagner. <laughs>
1: there is a our... Rose. Sergeant George Ishak. Hello. Hello, Sergeant Phil. Bill. Sergeant Phil's not here. And none of us are as handsome as he is. So, um... People always get that screwed up. I, oh, I don't know. Man, well, listen, my... Thanks for tuning in,
0: George. We appreciate it. Yeah, I yeah. Hope, hope you stick around. We yes. got it with Joe, too.
1: Raquel Apronzo, hello, darling. How are you? You and your handsome husband are here. A uh, little early Monday date night. Oh, George Ishak acknowledged you now. He said, what's up, Mark? So I guess he's, I guess he's uh, on board hello. here. Uh, Lorna McKenzie, single mom of four. Where have you been? It's been a while. I moved. I've been doing online classes and then the holidays. Welcome back. We missed you.
0: You know, online classes has got to be a tough thing.
1: It's not that hard if you're as smart as myself. I'm just talking about something about, four.
0: about going to, you know, bringing yourself to a class and, and having to drive there or, or get to commute there, sitting in that chair, that uncomfortable chair, and um and paying attention for a little while, as opposed to being in your house and thinking, oh, this is going to be so much easier. Um. Uh, Ocean Girl 505 where's Bill Bill will be on he's he'll be joining us in about 3 hours so uh, st- stay stay ju- stay with us and uh, we'll we'll be introducing him in about 3 hours but wait hold on. we got to say we got to say my mind it's okay we <laughs> so got be, be after nice. over a year
1: <laughs> we got to say hi to Barbara Basin Barbara Basin is in the free state of Florida hello Barbara say hello to all your folks over there at the uh, last stronghold of America you in Texas, over in Florida, say hello for us. Uh, who else do we got? Maui Swift. Hello, Maui Swift. Martha Miner. Hello. New to the chat. Welcome, Martha. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right.
0: Louisa says, I'm taking classes online in forensic science right now. Just finished criminology and profiling. All right. Maybe you want to Louise, jump on, on one day and teach us something.
1: Louisa just had a birthday. So, happy
0: birthday, Louisa!
1: Can I sing her happy birthday? No, please don't. I'm please, begging. I'm like begging. A, just, no, just one. No,
0: voice. come on, man. There's She's nothing. One of
1: our like favorite. Like just... I I'm,
0: I have another show to do after this. I'm doing a public access show. <laughs> it's um over and in Massapequa, Long Island, with um my friend Teresa, and uh she has a big following as well. I'll just show you the flyer. So, because of that, because I have to go to Massapequa and I have to drive there, I'm being a responsible adult and I'm not drinking during this hour that we're, we're recording right now. So, that's why, if you haven't noticed, I'm a little bit snippy tonight.
1: Happy birthday. And birthday. this is, the, I'm trying
0: to drown out his singing, but it's not working. Happy that's the show. T- this is the show that I'll be you. on Tea Time with Teresa Farrell. <laughs> and um, it'll be on tonight, an uh, optimum, and Saturday. At noon, I think on Optimum, if you got up to Optimum cable, and there's a host of other places you can watch it, um, including YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Roku. Um, Tea time with Teresa Farrell. All right, are you done? not you done with you singing? Can we get back to the I show? I am. We got
1: easy like sun morn. Hi from Ohio. I don't know who you are, but I love the channel so far. Thank you for joining us, Nadia Kusan. Hi, Ottawa here, Italian heritage. Hi, Don. Sassy T aloha Schmidty. Hello, peeps. Uh A B. Hi there. New here. Hello, A B. Welcome. Ocean Girl Cinco Cero Cinco. Where's Bill?
0: <laughs> Somebody said now they're saying it just to annoy me, right?
1: Yes. And it's apparently working. All right. Let's go. Let's go with the show. Let's get the show on the road. Or the road. You
0: don't want to see me. See, this is why we party so much, because I'm a much nicer person <laughs> when, when I'm slightly or uh, intoxicated. I got to uh, look
1: directly into the camera so I don't look as old as I, when I look down. You
0: don't these, look that old.
1: With these little bags I got. It's the Masonette curse.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do that when when I get to uh, Las Vegas. My friend Frank that lives there, Frank Style, he's one of the best plexus surgeons in the world. And he is going to... I'm going to sit in his chair, and he's going to get rid of these bags underneath my eyes. And he's going to give me somebody that I can go to to get plug up the front of my hair over here.
1: Do you think he could... Uh... Do me a favor. I need um, penis reduction surgery. <laughs> you can give me a discount.
0: <laughs> All right, let's start off with the show. Um, driver that killed Yonkers police officer in crash mm. identified as unlicensed 16-year-old. Um, Sergeant, I just want to make sure, Sergeant Frank Goldino was killed while on duty in his unmarked police cruiser. He was 53 years old. A Yonker police sergeant, a 24-year veteran, who planned on retiring this coming months. summer. Yeah. Uh, he was hit head-on by a 16-year-old unlicensed driver who was driving a BMW. At first, I recall hearing that that was his car. And now I don't know whether, where he got the car from. Who would let uh, their son drive their car? I'm not sure where the car was. I, I haven't been able to get that information. I, I looked up the story several different ways. But I just want to say uh, how sad that is to his family and what a great loss. Yeah. you know, he worked 24 years. You're eight months away from your pension. Um, seems like a really, really nice guy.
1: Horrible tragedy. It was caught on dash Kim. I don't know if you got to see it on dash Kim. Um, I, did, I
0: did, yeah. I did. It was yeah. small. It was small. It was tough to see, but I, I did see it.
1: Horrible.
0: And um, just a shame. I mean, that's, what, that's one of the byproducts of law and order. People not respecting things like having a driver's license. Why? Why mm-hmm. should I? What are yeah. the cops going to do? Right. You know, in the past, the cops would arrest you. Especially with you know, a 16-year-old
1: like, with the raise the age law, right? So 16-year-olds not being held accountable as an adult in the state because it raised the age. So
0: there you go. Not being held accountable. I bet you, even if they were, if it wasn't a, it was just a regular accident, they could probably still cry under some thing and get their license when, on time when they were supposed to maybe a six month suspension, as opposed to, if you were unlicensed operator, you were going to be, you weren't going to be able to get your license for a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe until he was 18 or 21. This is, um, this is what law and order looks like right here.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a good, uh, um, a good uh, point in the chat. Pretty sure kids just take cars. Sometimes that does happen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Sometimes kids just take cars. The parents will be at work. They leave the keys in the, in the driveway or, I mean, in the house. Cars in the driveway. Kid takes the car. I mean, listen, there's also parents that just don't say no to their kids. There's also parents that just spoil their kids and let them take the car. And they don't care about the consequences. Uh, same thing as parents who let their kids drink when they're underage or party, right? The fun parents, so to speak. And a lot of times, I mean, I'm not saying this is what happened. We don't know what happened in this case, but a lot of times, these are the unfortunate outcomes. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point that a lot of times the, the kids take the cars. I I did it as a kid. I'm not going to lie to you, um, but I wasn't. It was an AMC Hornet. We were I wasn't able to. Go past 60 miles an they hour. They were four-wheel drive, right? Have, no, no, no. That wasn't four-wheel drive. Four that, wheel was drive? Regular, that was a regular real-wheel drive with plastic seats. A, a, AM radio. Only AM. No AC.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This car was a, a jewel. A gem amongst
1: <laughs> A gem. A gem. So somebody in the chat says that there's a break in the case in Idaho. So I don't know. I didn't get that.
0: All right, I'm sure Bill will be on later to talk about it. Yeah. That case is such a uh, I don't know. theres I know Bill talks about it. That's why we've been So I just want to touch
1: I want to touch on one thing that I'm, a, I, I'm I'm aggravated with all the news media and everybody thinking that they're entitled to to all the investigative uh, reports or where the investigation stands or what information they have so far. The police have to do their jobs. Nobody's enti- it's on a need to know basis, right? Mm-hmm. To sound horny, but it's the truth. Police have a right to do their jobs, and they don't need everyone and their mother um, interfering in the investigation, including the news media, who are camping out in front of the houses, in front of the freaking police stations. It's insane. Oh, go ahead. I digress.
0: The whole thing was a disaster from the beginning because they were talking about what a sloppy crime scene it was and how this person's an amateur. And It's like, really? It's almost a month later, and you still don't have a suspect. Yeah. Okay? And the second thing is from what I'm seeing about this kid that keeps popping up on all the interviews that was right across the street from them. I, I don't see anybody asking him for what his name, what his date of birth is. What's your phone number? What's your email address? Do you mind if I, I take a swab from you? I mean, those are ba- if you got, let me, you can have all the evidence in the world, fingerprints and DNA all over the place collected. If they don't have anything on file, if this person has never been arrested, you got nothing. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? That's- nothing. You got to swab the people that you have access to. And the people that refuse to swap now, maybe you got a possible suspect. So <clears throat> there's a, so lot. There's there's a, a lot, lot. There's a lot missing there. And I'm just going to let Bill handle that. This is not the show for that. If, if you came here to uh, to learn more about that case, about the breaking news in that case, then uh, Bill, I think, will probably be on later or check his schedule. Anyway, let's move on with the show here. What else do we got? Yeah. Um, <laughs> This was a horrible th- uh, thing. This Texas girl, seven-year-old, is found dead two days after she was abducted <clears throat> by a FedEx driver dropping packages off at her home who murdered her within an hour of her kidnapping it. This is the, the animal that did it right here. His name One is shepherd. Tanner Tanner Lynn Horner. He's 31. He confessed to the police about abducting and killing mm-hmm. Athena on Wednesday afternoon. He was working for FedEx, as um, not directly for the company, but as a third uh, you know, FedEx hires other companies to uh, to deliver. That's how many packages we get nowadays. And um, they say they call it a crime of opportunity. I, I, that that, 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 those words bother me sometimes, because there would never be like an opportunity for a normal person to see a young girl playing or walking and think of adopting uh, abducting them, unless you have crime on your mind twenty four hours a day. That's
1: it. It's a, what? How is that? It's not my, normal thinking. Well, I say it all the time. Right. What is normal nowadays? There's mm-hmm. nothing. That's why police, it's getting worse for police, because everything is normalized. There's nothing abnormal. Right. They Just by just by that, what you just said, um, a crime of opportunity. It's almost like it's normalizing what he did. Right. Or normalizing the urge to snatch a little girl from her driveway and abduct her and kill her. Um, it's disgusting. And he should go. Listen, straight to the wood chipper. I don't understand why they waste money putting these people in prison, right, um, and, and claiming that they can be rehabilitated. I'm sorry. Uh, go back to medieval times. You do something like that, right? to the witch. There's
0: certain things, I agree with you, there's certain things that need to be changed in our law, and one of them is this uh, not guilty plea, even if we have video. If I see you committing the crime on video, why are we accepting a not guilty plea? Just yeah. give me a not uh, guilty with an excuse, and then let's hear that. But you're guilty. I just saw you do it. Mm-hmm. Guilty with an excuse. And another thing is we're withholding this person's uh, uh, name, uh, the suspect's name, yeah, because they're underage. Yeah, yeah, 99% of the crimes that I hear about nowadays are kids that are underage. Those are the ones that we should look out for because we don't suspect them as being criminals. The kid looks like he's 14, 15 years old, and now he puts a gun, pulls a gun. I, I want to know this kid's this face if he's in my neighborhood. We have to stop protecting
1: them. Yeah. If right. you commit a felony, a violent felony, all bets are off. All bets are off. That's it. Put his name out there. Put everybody. Like remember back in the day when they would have the police blotter and you would see people's names and the crimes they committed in the local mm-hmm. newspaper. Do that yeah. for everybody. Blast it out. Do it for everybody. And and um savage. wood chipper for the savage.
0: Where where are we in the chat? I just want to see if anybody commented on
1: that. Um horrific crime by contractor. Savage, Lieutenant Peter Pranzo. Um, I see. I see um, is <laughs> hey, who? What? What's that? What happened? Milwaukee civilian. Hey, Mark, can you tell us more about the Idaho murders? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm not. I, you're a very funny person, Milwaukee. You could <laughs> tell that I'm a little bit annoyed tonight, and this is why. I indulge <laughs> because I'm not I'm not I don't walk around happy all the time. I'm not a giddy person. Why not? You're handsome. You have a
1: beautiful set of hair. Just, of hair uh, you're moving to Vegas. You have a beautiful girlfriend. I'm a
0: moody person, man. But oh, when I get when goodness. I when I do the show, I usually have a, I usually have a nice drink set up and I'm not. Uh, and uh, tonight I, I got to hold out for some reason. And I don't know why. I just um, I'll feel better later. Mm. Uh, But uh KH Walker mentioned something about the ba- Balenciaga thing which I never heard of before in my life because in case you don't know it in case you're always wondering where I get my fancy shirts from target is where I do all my shopping as an <laughs> adult anybody who w- spends more than 30 40 dollars on a shirt is a moron and that's something what? that took me a lifetime to well you get special things with police things on them but this Balenciaga thing it's not a uh, right
1: where?
0: It's, it's a very it's an interesting case I of uh tall. You know, finding out where that there, there is probably some type of uh, not too fo- uh, not out of reach, but some real pedophilia, pedo- pedophilia pedophilia going on in Hollywood in those trenches. Anybody who went to Hollywood years ago or uh, came to New York City, a lot of these people were they, they would be like you said, put in the wood chipper in the, in their neighborhoods where they grew up, because they had these um, these ideas that they couldn't hide anymore. And they found Hollywood. And then, you know, they're looking for and searching for other people because they're probably alone in their head. And they're like, there's got to be somebody else that feels this way. And they have this whole underground thing going on where they probably sit and laugh at us. Oh, look at all the people buying our shirts and our handbags. Meanwhile, all we really are is pedophiles. Yeah. You know? And we had a...
1: My, thing, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, to cut you off. My, my, my thing about it is, it's, it's amazing how all these YouTubers and all these people, all of a sudden now, they're they're bringing up all this Illuminati like craziness and the pedophilia. Where were they two weeks ago before the story broke? I think there's Balenciaga, a lot of stuff out there. Balenciaga has been around for a long time. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world, being sarcastic, Hardy B, uh, sing, uh puts him in her filthy rap songs all the time. Um. Where was everybody invested, you know, looking at Balenciaga and their craziness before this happened? I don't understand. This stuff has been around for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's latching onto this and they want to make a name for themselves. And they're on their YouTube channels or their social media, you know, uh, talking about all this subculture and all this craziness. Where were you two weeks ago? I don't I don't get it. I don't understand how all of a sudden it becomes, you know, meat, meat on the bones, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think these people have family on their mind. I don't think they care about their families. A lot of these things, these people—they're—they're they're, soul entities. All they care about is themselves, and people who share the same interest in that and what they do. And what they're share, what they're interested in, is—is is not what ninety-nine point nine percent of the population feels.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, use the dollars that would house child killers or on DNA testing in cold cases and fry these cuntses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, you took us off track there with the Balenciaga thing, but it brings up a good point because somebody, I just read that thing about mental illness here in New York city. Um, whether Angel wants to believe it or not, it seems like there's a lot of crazy people out in the subways and in the streets. (laughs) Mayor Eric Adams wants to do something about it. He wants to involuntarily hospitalize mentally ill New Yorkers. The only problem is who's going to be tasked to do that. Um, and that's a big problem. Um, plan, test, tense relationships between NYPD and ill people, mentally ill people. Um, I work in a program called CIT. I've mentioned it all the time. It's called Crisis Intervention Tactics. And the NYPD, uh, members of the service, uh, police officers, have to go through this training. Uniform members of the service have to go through this training, and it's how to handle and deal with people who have mental illness. That being said, only, I don't know, less than a uh, not even half the department has been trained in this, and we do it every week, and we used to do it twice a day. It's a lot of people to go through this training. In the meantime, I, uh, this guy, by the way, I just want to point out one thing: is that an earring he has in his ear?
1: It's certainly. It is is.
0: just a dot on the screen. No, no, no. Doesn't it? T- how, how does how do you feel about that? About um, a grown man, an adult, somebody who's in supposed to be in the position of being a mayor of any city. With the exception of maybe San Francisco and uh, uh, having an earring, I, I just don't. I, I don't get well, it, man. I don't. I don't understand why so this guy, this man, is, is constantly towing the line between trying to be his professional uh, mayor and be a party guy. Right. So you know what I'm saying. You're not partying right wanted, now.
1: Take the freaking earring exactly. out. Exactly. There you go. Right. And be so the mayor on his on his in his private life while he's not working. Have the put the earring on. I wear a diamond stud in my ear when I'm not. Working. You're not the mayor when you work, I'm sh- I, sh- I should be, but I'm not. When you're working, you shouldn't have it on. I agree, it's unprofessional, but it's part of this whole swag mayor bullshit bull nonsense. He's he, older than us. He, he was in Qatar, better. he was just in Qatar this weekend. Who paid for that trip or Qatar or however you say it? Who paid for that trip? I wonder well, he's who he's also for in. That
0: trip. He's in Greece right
1: now. Well, listen, it's on the way to Qatar. Or I mean, bar, listen, or Whatever if, it is,
0: if I was going to be mayor, I am giving all my friends jobs. We're going to Greece. We're going to go to Qatar for the. We're going to do it all. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, he's
1: he's no, doing yeah. exactly what no, <laughs> anybody yeah. else. A, any any. Tra- if he was a Republican mayor, mm. he would be being dragged over the coals. And listen. So <clears throat> let's go back to the original story. This mental health stuff, right? Um, meant homeless people not all homeless people are mentally ill, not all homeless people want help, they like to be homeless. You and I've spoken about this a lot. Of people in the street, if people complain that the NYPD doesn't do enough to de escalate situations when they're dealing with mentally ill individuals, why are you throwing the police in the middle of this crazy fray? The police are not going to be able, first of all, they we've lost over 4,000 cops, or and the year's not over yet, right? We're understaffed. Under trained to your point, right? You're going to put cops now. The cops are going to have to go there, and they're going to have to separate these people from their belongings in a shopping cart. You're going to have to go through those belongings. There's hypodermic needles there for those that are drug users, there's knives, there's all sorts of stuff. Who's going to take their stuff? Are they going to voucher it? Are they going to bring it to the precinct? Are they going to take it in the back of the RMP and go follow them to the hospital to the city hospital that has no beds? I mean, we can go on and on and on with this craziness. When you are engaging a homeless person on the subway and it's 20 degrees outside and they have their feet up on the bench and you tell them to get it down and you're being confrontational and this is seen as some sort of another way to mess with these people, it's not going to go well. And the police are always placed in the front line as the first representative of law of the law and they're going to be the ones who are going to be demonized behind this and it's only going to get worse.
0: New York City Mayor Adams mental health hospitalization plan greedy with skepticism from cops, EMS, and the front lines. Um, because you're just putting every single time there's a task that needs to be done that nobody else wants to do in the city, no other city agency it wants to get involved time. in, they give it to the cops. Yeah. And then when the cop when somebody's filming, the cop telling somebody OK, we're going to have to bring you in because it looks like you, you maybe, you you know, you have a cut on you or you look like you're not uh, you're not doing so well out here. Or it's really cold. I'm going to have to bring you in and they gets into a confrontation. This is going to be filmed and recorded and that cop is going to be in trouble. I wouldn't want anything to do with it.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: Mr. Adams has called the city's mental health crisis the root of its crime problem in the subway. But his announcement has raised questions about whether police officers who are not trained health professionals should decide whether somebody is mentally ill enough to force them into handcuffs and take them to the hospital. Well, just because they're mentally ill doesn't mean they have to be put in handcuffs. The transit system used to have something. I had John DeResta, former NYPD transit cop, turned uh, f- hilarious, a hilarious comedian and actor on my show on several occasions okay and they used to have this outreach program homeless outreach program hey how's it going you guys want to come we got food in the we got food in the van we'll bring you you'll get some shelter tonight and they try to get them off the train they do it mm-hmm. they're not cuffing them they're not under arrest they're just bringing them to another place to get some shelter mm-hmm that was the Homeless homeless Outreach Program. I remember it. And then they got rid of it. I forget mm-hmm. what the reason was, but maybe they found out the cops were eating the homeless guy's sandwiches. I don't know what it was, but um, <laughs> for some reason they got rid of it. And this is what it looks like to be on the subway, for example. This is somebody that looks almost normal, doesn't she? Hospital workers splashed in the face, burned with caustic liquid on Brooklyn subway commute. And this is the perpetrator right there. She doesn't look dirty. Her nails is dead. Um, she's... she's looks almost normal like she's and maybe she lives three quarters of a life normal until she has an episode and this is one episode she sprayed this poor lady who was on her way to work in the face with some liquid they still haven't figured out that she got burned in her face and uh this is just somebody that walks up to you sprays his stuff uh slaps you in the face and then leaves. But, but, but why,
1: no. why why are we assuming she had an episode? Why are we not just assuming that she was a savage who lost her temper for whatever reason and then decided to do this to somebody?
0: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think, again, is-
1: I think that everybody, I think that when we constantly attribute this rising crime mm. or savage acts to mental illness, it's an insult to people who are it's clinically pretty diagnosed. This people, is an assault. Clinically diagnosed. And they live their lives, they take their meds, they go to work, they function, they do everything they have to do, and then right away, when somebody commits a crime, they blame it on mental illness. Yeah, but didn't you there. just
0: said they take their meds? You just yeah. said they take their meds. So if uh, they take their I'm meds, an then
1: People who are functioning and clinically diagnosed... But listen,
0: symptoms. just because you're on your meds doesn't mean that they could stop working, that you could forget to take them and have a bad reaction. That's my We're point. talking people that are mentally ill. This lady is not... Well, listen, she didn't, she didn't steal any property. Usually when there's a crime committed, it's to gain something. It's to gain your property. It's to eliminate you if it's a homicide. There's something to gain for the person doing this. Other than the satisfaction of watching somebody's face burn, which if that's that was your intention, then you would have to be mentally ill. Don't you think that that's an evil trait that you have to be slightly Absolutely, mentally ill? Evil. Okay, yeah. so evil, there you go. Evil doesn't
1: necessarily mean mentally mental illness. It's People, not, no, every, it not every not every criminal not every criminal is, is mentally actually, ill. And not every mentally ill person is a criminal. Well, I agree to disagree with you because
0: there okay. has to be some type of mental illness for you on your way to work to stop to prepare that little bottle of acid, whatever she had. Maybe it was for a future attacker. Maybe she thought this lady was uh, attacking her, and maybe she just had a doesn't mean she a moment. Ill. Mean she's right. Ill. Well, she might just don't be go a bad into person. whatever you do. See, this is why we shouldn't put cops in charge of of because you you wouldn't help anybody on there. (laughs) Okay, let's see. What else do we got here? Armed guards. This is what happens when law and order takes over. Armed guards, fair beaters, crack down, already saving MTA $100,000 a month in two stations. So what the MTA has gone out and done was hired armed guards, and they put them in two Brooklyn stations. And in two months, they saved the MTA $100,000. And people jumping. So that's how much extra money the MTA has have gotten just by putting armed, gobs that, the armed cops, armed guards that aren't cops at these stations and having them just stand at the turnstile as a deterrence. And um I don't obviously cops just can't stand at one spot. You have a radio. Now they're using the phones to get calls to go to other areas of the subway. But for the most part, if you stood there, you'd probably deter a lot of people from jumping. Mm -hmm. Um, The average person. Then you have people that are not mentally ill but just want to fight with (laughs) cops.
1: I I think that having guards is probably a better idea than having cops because the people understand that cops can't do anything, right? That their hands are tied. And they and every time they put their hands on somebody in the subway, they're. Bl- Remember the churro lady. Remember the lady that was locked up by the two cops for selling her churros in yeah. the subway last mm-hmm. year. Everybody blamed the cops, but cops have directives, right? Cops are pawns in the big chess game. If they're if they're given an order to go out there and do something, they're going to do it. Um, if you have guards that are armed and they're standing there, uh, people are probably more deterred uh, from from guards than they are police. To be honest with you. Yeah, maybe, maybe
0: it. tell those people. Tell... I can't explain it. <laughs> I just watched a video of um one of these. Uh, it wasn't a smashing. It was just one of those things where they go inside a store. They ran inside an Apple store, uh, two or three of these boys, and um, everybody's told to stand back. Like the security is actually holding people back so they can steal. And they're just vid- recording them. At least they're recording them. But, you know, they all fit the same description. They're all the same height, skinny. Uh, the jeans are falling down past their ass. They have um a, ma- <laughs> a double mask and a hoodie on and a hat underneath it. So you want to talk about the greatest cops in the whole world. Uh, they- They're the ones f- somehow finding out who these people are. You know, like how can you t- like this? This mask thing that they're talking about, they they should eliminate masks. They should just yeah, well, get rid of them. It's never they're not allowed happen. to wear
1: them anymore. It's never going to happen. COVID's There's done. No and if it's not done, stay home. No more masks. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's never going to happen. And all it, all it's doing, like to your point, is giving criminals more cover. It's allowing them to cover their faces and go and commit crimes. Show me, show me a video of a bodega robbery or a shooting on the street or an armed robbery in the street. And every single perp has a mask on. Every single one. Every single one. I don't think... Uh, there's no absolutes but i would venture to say 99% of them have masks.
0: Francesca brings up a good point. She says Brooklyn g- gangs and drill drill rap music big problems. Yeah, that drill rap music. To me, drill rap is i don't even know what it is really um but i think it's just rap music that has to do with guns and gang stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I they mean, use if- it to they use it to call each other out. They have different sets out there. Um mm. they put it in the music, they do their videos. Mm. Uh, they, they're with their guns and and all the other nonsense, and they're calling each other out. The one set is calling on another set, or one gang's calling on another gang. They use it for that. It's violent. It's a cult. It's cultural bam, cultural bamboozlement. It's <laughs> they they let them. They make it acceptable for this violence, and nobody checks them. Right? These kids are flashing their money in their houses. Where are their parents? They're flashing their guns in their houses. Where are their parents?
0: Joe, Joe Joe's busting my chops. Here. Maybe she couldn't have a drink that day. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm not going on the subway in this mood, am I? Staying by myself. I asked
1: you if you were. I asked you if you were. Yeah.
0: Luckily, you're not. And you saw how annoyed I got, right? You were like, why are you snipping? Why are you snipping at me?
1: I know. know. It's
0: like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I think sometimes you could sleep too much, man. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, KH Walker, she says masks were illegal. Until COVID. Yeah, in New York City, you couldn't walk around covering your face. Absolutely. That was illegal here. Some, some, If you remember before the protest, when we had the protest, the various protests, uh, where people would cover their face, Antifa would cover their face. When they came to New York, they weren't allowed to. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember one time uh, the Puerto Rican Day Parade, the Latin Kings, they were arresting them if they got off the subway and they had a bandana Covering their face, a yellow bandana. They were just taken, yeah. and there was just they weren't allowed to march in the parade or go on Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Raquel says Mark needs a swick
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that seems to be I, the consensus. I shouldn't have said chat. anything. I, shouldn't I have think said that anything. seems to be the consensus in the chat.
0: <laughs> Sorry, folks. Police have to do a pretty calm in the middle of flying weird stuff. Could it be helpful to have the thrill-seeking gene? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm something's wrong with me. I, I'm a I was a, a cop, and the best part of the job for me was Warren Squad, which was the most dangerous of all. I think because you're going every day, every morning, you're going into people's houses looking for people who are wanted. I mean, and then I find the stage on night and go and try and make a room full of strangers laugh. So I have this um, I'm an adrenaline junkie in a weird way, but I don't like height. Uh, I'm scared of height and other things. So. This is what I choose to do.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily a throat seeking uh, gene other than it's – so for me, to sound corny, right, it was this desire to help people. I wanted to – I knew I wasn't going to be a doctor because I'm too dumb. Um, I, I, I had no desire to, to get into the medical field. Uh, I didn't want to be an EMT because they got paid worse than cops. So my thing was I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a cop and help people. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, being being a, 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 a kind of an alpha – right um i can say that definitely um it's unfortunate that that's you know a four-letter word nowadays right you can't say that you can't say you're an alpha male or you know you have you're masculine or you want to protect people because people get offended everybody nobody likes alphas until it's time to do alpha stuff
0: Uh, it sounds pretty corny if you ask me
1: (laughs) i was walking by drink
0: listen i was walking (laughs) i was walking past the car one day and uh, it was parked, like, out of hydrant. They didn't have any summonses on it. And then I looked in the window, and there was a parking plaque there, NYPD parking plaque. And I said, how do I get one of those? They go, oh, you got to be a cop. So I said, you mean if I get one of those plaques, I could park anywhere? And they said, yeah. So that's why I joined the.
1: Or social media. <laughs> now they have social media accounts dedicated. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Following cops around and taking pictures of their cars uh, with plaques in them violating the parking regulations of this great city of new york
0: francesca she says i'm a recruit i think it's danger risk but large reward wait it
1: just went up large reward no justice will knowing justice will come yeah i mean that's <laughs> wait a listen. minute
0: don't listen francesca hold up cover your ears for a second don't just, be this, that just guy between me and angel and the rest of the chat and j- francesca do just go like this listen Francesca, thinks, don't listen to him. She thinks justice will be served. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Okay, you can you can uncover your ears now, Francesca. So uh, Francesca, listen,
1: you have the right idea, and that's what you gotta keep. That's what you gotta hang your hat on. Keep do, keep wanting to serve justice for people who can't. When I worked homicides, my thing was always right, we have to be the voice of the voices. We have to speak for the victims. That's why you do your job. Keep that mentality, keep going. Hopefully the the, the tides will turn. Patricia
0: Burns, Mark, you look like you should be on Flight of the Concords. I wish. Those guys are brilliant. <laughs> Those guys are hilarious. I know so. Okay, let's go back to the stories. Um I can't believe how far we are into time. We got so many more stories. But um so they caught one of the people that were responsible for uh, it was a rap group called Migos amigos had a rapper in there called takeoff he was the youngest of the three amigos changed rap music i don't know some people wouldn't say for the better but it definitely changed that a great sound um if you like that kind of stuff
1: a great sound and
0: uh, yeah they they i listen they had they they changed the way rap was done uh,
1: um, and every card once card.
0: Every, every once in a while every five maybe ten years there's a new sound that comes out and uh, um as far as I know, drill rapping may, may have taken a chunk out of uh, the way Migos did their stuff. Anyway, they were very, very uh, I'll take popular in and, rap music. I'll take
1: Eric B. and Rakim. Or yeah, none. That's because Every
0: we're, day. we're old. That's why. But anyway, this is for the young people. So they go to a bowling alley. There's a thing going on there. It's 2.30 in the morning. They're, um, they're shooting dice, and something went wrong in the game, and this guy was the one responsible for – shooting and i think takeoff got shot inadvertently he wasn't a target but it's a shame and at least because one of the things about stories like this that really really drive me crazy is that nobody comes out but when the cops showed up at this shoot at this shooting there wasn't a witness left this is a person that you admire he's in a rap group that's very very popular and everybody bailed well, and i don't understand it doesn't mean you're a snitch. A snitch is if I'm committing a crime with Angel and I get caught first and I say, well, yeah, you know, I did it, but this guy Angel, you know, you should get him too. He's really the one. That's a snitch. That's a rat telling about a crime that you were witnessed. You're not that that killed another person of color. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not sticking together with it's-
1: it's it's cultural bamboozlement there it's it's taught in every ghetto in America don't talk to the police don't be a snitch snitches get stitches it's cultural bamboo listen the police cannot do their jobs effectively without the help of the community there's that there hasn't been one homicide solved without a tip from somebody there hasn't been we need a community to help us and the community can't live safely without a good fair uh police force so the two go hand in hand listen according to president joe biden white supremacy is the largest threat to america you <laughs> look at these photos look at these pictures yeah. you, you, you i mean you have these young black kids killing other young black kids you know what on a is daily it basis daily basis stop? why and why is that racist to say that You have 16% of the population committing over 60% of the crimes. And Joe Biden wants to get on his soapbox and talk about white supremacy. Listen, does white supremacy exist? Absolutely. Um, Racism exists? Absolutely. There's not one demographic, one skin color that has a monopoly on being the victim of racism. This is, I mean, listen, him, uh, 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 69 something or another, or uh, uh, I forgot the guy's, the other rapper's name. Black, he was killed by another black guy. Uh, offset. Um, the there's
0: guy? murders every month now,
1: yeah. But there's I'm, a, a like murder these rappers. The one was eating in the chicken spot with his girlfriend, yeah. She puts it on social media, boom, every he goes single and gets month. killed. I mean, uh, 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 Nipsey Hussle, right? Another one, he was trying to help the community, gets killed by you another can go, black guy. you can go, I mean, it's we can go every oh. month. Every oh, month there's oh. another rapper, and they it's can't ridiculous. even travel.
0: They can't travel anymore it's because ridiculous. you can't even go and be a rapper and go to L.A. He's, yeah. That guy, Boozy, I was watching him being interviewed. You'll get killed. You'll get killed. They'll rob from me. Diana S. Uh, Diana S. She said, I'm a reti- uh, retired trauma nurse. I'm grateful I can listen and be educated by Cherished Heroes. Uh, my Thank son's you. a nurse, too. He works in the ER, so I definitely respect you, Diana S. Um, Thank you. Let's keep going here. We got a lot more stories. Uh, Christopher Christensen, principal who jumped to to his death at Disneyland, was facing child endangerment. And this is where the law goes completely off the rails. And once again, we need to do something to adjust this. This guy was a a high school principal. He got into a fight with his wife, which he loved. Um, They said, if you read it, this is his suicide note. He posted it on, on Facebook. This is my wife, Marlena. Yes, you heard me correctly. Most of you don't know this, but we privately married three and a half years ago. Marlena and I love and adore each other, and our relationship has been amazing up until recently. Unfortunately, two weeks ago, she and I got into a heated argument at home and in front of the girls. The girls are, I think, her daughters. Um, During this heated argument, Marlena, I don't know. I haven't heard from her whether she regrets it or not, but she, she called the police. And following protocol that came to fruition after OJ and that domestic violence uh, catastrophe that uh, we had to fix it in some way. But maybe the tables have tilted in the the wrong direction, some would say. But this is a guy, he never hit his wife. He never struck the kids. He wouldn't even think about it. He wrote like a three-page suicide note. It'll break your heart, saying goodbye to everybody. Uh, He was in fear of losing his job his whole life because of this one phone call was uh, turned upside down. And we all know that things would have gotten better. But at this point, if you're a type of person who you're doing everything by the book, you're living your life literally by the book, trying to do everything right. And then you get into an argument with somebody and they call the police and you wind up getting taken away from there. They won't listen to anything you have to say. They have to follow this protocol. There's no room for discretion. Whenever there's no room for discretion, that becomes a problem for the police.
1: Well, that, to me, that's a men- that was a mentally ill person. There had to be something else um, that triggered all think I think you're I, meant, I think mentally ill. I'm certain. really think you're mentally ill. But... <laughs> There had to be something else, right? This guy just didn't decide because he was locked up and, and you know, he was placed on leave from work that now all of a sudden he's going to kill himself. I mean, God rest him, right? I, I mean, who knows what goes on in these people's heads, right? It's, it's a, so, so, it's a, so, so it's a sad. Permanent, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Again, and I've told you this before, my first partner committed suicide in mm-hmm. 1996. It's, it's nothing to joke about. It's a horrible, horrible thing, but there had to be something else going on. There had to be something. I teach, Active shooter protocol, workplace violence, to my employees in my new job all the time. And part of it is when when the tips come in, or when you see signs of suicide, or the people are talking suicidal thoughts, you gotta get them help. You gotta take it serious because this stuff is. I mean, listen, it's a horrible, horrible. Thing.
0: Unfortunately, in these cases, they're always using. Uh, they're usually looking out and trying to get help for the victim in the case. The person who called nine one one, and yeah. the other person is uh, just discarded. Yeah. And this is yeah. a guy, and I've seen it. My fr- We talked oh, about hard, I, my, my old sergeant, Michael Amiri. May he rest in peace. He committed suicide. Um, and he was somebody who told you uh, based off of a conversation uh, that we had a mutual friend in common that was gotten arrested. He was in, no longer working with us. He was far away from us. It was several years after he stopped working for us, but that guy got jammed up. And he said, if that happened to me, I'd kill myself. And that And now all of a sudden, you're in the same situation. You you never did nothing wrong. Your whole family is proud of you. And now your name is in the paper? Okay, so some people are going to handle stress differently. And I don't know whether that's a mental illness or not. If you're living your life according to plan, um, you have to give a little leeway for, God forbid, things don't go exactly as planned. And uh, if that guy would have given himself another day or maybe talked to somebody, maybe somebody could have talked him out of it. But... (laughs) Uh, My heart goes out to that, that family and those two girls that lost their uh, dad or stepdad. Let's keep moving. We're running out of time. Uh, Fugitive gets rude awakening when he comments on police department post. Um, What happened was he was on this top 10 list of people that were looking for in Rockdale. And, um, And then all of a sudden he checks it. He checks it the following week. And I guess they took him off the list and they added somebody else who had a more violent crime. So he comes back and goes, hey, what happened to me? I was on this list last week (laughs) ago. And the the cops responded by, you are correct. You have two warrants. We're on our way. And they wound up catching him. And, you know, the funny thing is, if you look at his Facebook post, he's wearing the same exact hat as he got arrested in. (laughs) Um,
1: I always say that if they weren't stupid, we wouldn't catch him. And that's a perfect example of somebody stupid game. Oh, this is uh we, we the show went by so fast, oh. but we didn't get
0: a chance to show any don't video show this today. Video, please don't show. Me. Anyway, anyway, and then we, I won't show the video. But even the video I have, it doesn't show the impact of the fall. NYP oh, detective oh, falls from the helicopter. Uh, they just they blur out the fall. I they, have they, a picture of the
1: aftermath.
0: He he broke. It was a compound fracture.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, compound fractures. That's when the bone comes through the skin. So those are pretty bad. He only fell from twenty feet, but. If you were preparing for that jump, you'd probably survive it. It's only twenty feet. Well, what? I could, I could, maybe not you, but yeah, yeah, um,
1: you could, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Um, well, anyway, that was a training thing at the NYPD Police Academy. That's how they learn ESU, how to, um, how to scare, you know, get onto and off helicopters. And I'm sure it's probably not the first time it happened. Won't be the last, but it is a gruesome injury, and it was caught on tape, and that's why it's a big deal. Uh, let me see. There's so much. Which one is this one? San Francisco supervisors vote to allow uh, police to use robots to kill. Which it's just the the stupidity behind several agencies. First of all, everybody's like, "What are you thinking, right? How could you um, you won't hire police officers, but now you want robots? But there are only certain situations where you would use these robots. Barricaded like that, um, the school shooting in florida where the perp was barricaded that's how they uh, got
1: the guy who sh- who killed the five dallas police officers they, they got his ass with a, with a
0: robot yeah so i don't understand what the big deal is they have to have these town hall meetings and constant constant discussions about it and uh the truth is they're only going to come out in certain situations for another couple of years and then before you know it the whole department well, will be that's uh, the, <laughs> that's the rub right yeah there, yeah right? they're not talking about arming them with handguns uh they're talking about um, actually, um, uh, you know, just using, I guess, explosives in certain situations. Uh, what else do we got? Mexico issues arrest warrant for U.S. citizens accused of killing her. Okay, remember last week we talked about uh, Shanquella Robinson. She was on a vacation in Cabo and her friends beat her up and killed her. Those aren't real friends, by the way. Um, and uh, now at least Mexico has issued arrest warrants for the people. They didn't catch them that, yet. They got to extradite them and bring them back there, but at least they did run. You think
1: they're mentally ill when they killed her? They no. No, I think that why? was on
0: purpose. And not only that, but one of them why? was supposed to be, the one that beat her up the most was supposed to be a transgender. Okay, but why so it was a man
1: mentally ill?
0: Um, this, because this was an action that was taken against somebody they know. So something happened, mm. and I don't think they intended to kill her, but okay. they beat her pretty bad, and she wound up dying. Florida man arrested. Okay, okay doc. <laughs> Allegedly trying to rob a Walmart on Shop with a Cop Day. Now, listen, <laughs> some people, listen, some uh, people have yeah. bad luck. You know what I'm saying? If you remember the Woody Allen movie, what was the one where he's the criminal and he's just he's the worst criminal? He's narrating it himself. He's the worst criminal in the world. And he goes out, he makes a gun out of soap, and then it starts raining, and the the gun melts. And everything he's doing, like he hands somebody a note and they can't read it to rob a bank, and then he gets caught again. You said it was a Woody through. Allen movie? Yeah, yeah. He stars in it. I forget. Uh, he's the worst okay. criminal ever, I've
1: never and the whole thing—he's
0: narrating it from prison, and how—and how many times he—and they just keep showing you. Who knows that movie? Come on, post it up. Anybody? Didn't my he age, marry you. a Take together? the money and run. Oh, you get Milwaukee yeah. civilian. You win the grand prize tonight. Take the money and run. If you've never seen this movie, folks, please check it out. It's brilliant. No, no,
1: I won't watch it. Why? Because I don't like
0: Woody Allen. Okay, that's a good excuse. <laughs>
1: Uh he's and, mentally he's mentally ill.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that pedophilia is. Is
1: that uh would you consider that mentally ill? Listen, he married what did he marry a stepdaughter, right? No, I'm not good with.
0: It. All right, speaking of mentally ill, Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey has a niece and she took an early flight on Thanksgiving morning and maybe she didn't get her drink in it too when she was in a bad mood, but she got on the plane and um She started questioning some Latino people there, asking if they're smuggling cocaine, which, by the way, I mean, you know, it is a legit question. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's not something that you ask anybody. She's obviously high off her gourd right now, and she's being a wise ass. So when they try to get her off the plane, she starts biting, kicking, and scratching. And and to top it all off, what makes even she was on Spirit Airlines. You got to be a pretty despicable character to get kicked off Spirit Airlines. As, at least, but the one good thing about kicking, getting kicked off of Spirit Airlines is at least you don't have any luggage. Because if you bring luggage on Spirit Airlines, you're a moron. They're going to charge you yeah, $65 yeah. for your right, bag. Right,
1: exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a bad... Uh, All right, yeah. we got to wrap
0: it up here. Let's, Can I ask uh, you a question though, real quick? Go. go ahead.
1: Why did they have to say that she was Christie's niece?
0: She's the one who brought it up. She no, said you're well, all gonna why did
1: the media have to put it in there? What, 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 it's what the part of
0: it? the when, when you go and you take an arrest report, Angel, I don't know if you remember this, but they're probably gonna ask you what happened and they say, Well, she also said after she Why punched, does kick...
1: the media have to make it Why not? And then put why not? Pic- why did they have her picture there? What does Christy and his I looked for a, what a picture of her sloppy ass have to do? Hey, why do
0: we have hey, to have this hey, picture? Listen, don't make fun hey, of him Wait, to... That's not no, nice. No, no, no. sloppy.
1: You could be you could be a big Dude, I'm a big dude and I dress nicely. You don't have to dress like a slob. My point is he looks very I would love to
0: I'm not I'm not gay at all, but I'd i definitely like to hug him. He looks very soft. Let's finish this up so you can go have a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But one of the things I was gonna say is I was looking up her picture and I could because I'm saying to myself, this sounds like the behavior of a very hot chick. There's hot chick crimes and there are ugly chicks crimes. (laughs) And this is something like Disney She ain't
1: hot.
0: I'm telling you, you don't be surprised. But her name, was Epstein. Her last name was Epstein.
1: Mm-hmm. Mary Goldstein decided to join us because she did not look at the flyer and see that we were an hour earlier. So I'm she sorry, Mary Goldstein. We're about to check out. Mary.
0: Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you're going to have to watch it on a repeat, but I got to go because I'm actually coming out <laughs> to Long Island, Mary Goldstein. I'm doing tea time with uh, Teresa Farrell and in Massapequa, so I got to get out there. And Lord knows there's going to be a lot of traffic. So mm-hmm. to the people that uh, joined us in the chat tonight, all of you, I just want to say thank you so much uh, to Raquel Apronzo, K.H. Walker, Mary Goldstein, even though you showed up late, Squirrel Sandwich, uh, Diane S., Heather, whatever, um, even though Angel refused to acknowledge you, he probably didn't see you at the top of the page, but you know that I did. I said her. I said hello. Okay. Lorna McKenzie, Milwaukee civilian, great jokes tonight. Uh, Once again, you hit your stride. One last joke from Milwaukee civilian. Oh, Soon the heart wants what the heart wants. Woody Allen. Woo! That was <laughs> Peter Pranzo. Uh, thank you for joining us, you Patricia Burns. You.
1: Little Mermaid. I can't forget her.
0: Yes, Little Louisa. Mermaid. Louisa. Happy
1: birthday girl.
0: Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. All right, folks. Um, that is our show for tonight. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to end it a little bit early because I get out of here. Got to get out of here. But once again. If you're not doing anything
1: Squiggy. Saturday morning, what?
0: what does that mean? Squiggy,
1: Lenny and Squiggy. That's your Squiggy no. picture. I love that picture.
0: Uh, uh so- Saturday morning, noon, optimum cable, tea time with Teresa Farrell. I think it's also on tonight, live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch. All these things, she'll be interviewing me shortly. 8 p.m. We start. And for those of you who are uh, live in Coney Island. I'll be at 1904 Surf Avenue in Brooklyn on December 17th doing a show there as uh, the Holiday Comedy Show, The Last Laugh Holiday Comedy Show with Kenny Williams, phenomenal co- re- uh, comedian, and Freddie Ricks, another great, great comedian. I've been working with these gentlemen for years. Um, you guys are here for a treat. DJ K Swift, my boy, he's a great, great DJ. It's going to be a fun night. Every time we do a show together, we're all together. It's uh, The crowd is always. Um, is always happy with it when they're leaving because uh, everybody's funny on the show and great music will be had. And once again, that's in Coney Island uh, Brewing Company. Coney Island Brewing Company, 1904, 1904 Surf Avenue, Brooklyn.
1: Anything you want to say in parting, Angel? Um, I was, I'm going to be on Rita Cosby's podcast. Uh, she interviewed me today. I was also on the Rudy Giuliani show today, this afternoon on oh, congratulations. ABC Radio. Uh, he was not there, but Doctor Maria t- was uh, um, in his place, and I plugged the show. So oh, you did! That you was listen nice. Listen to the replay. It was good. Thank you. And um, thanks for everybody for joining us. Bendiciones. Everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. Enjoy those holiday parties. Don't drink too much coquito. And that's it. That's
0: all. all right. Once again, I'm sorry I was crabby tonight, folks. I'll be back oh, yeah. in a better mood. Go have a drink. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Adios. All right, brother.